Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci-fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Novacore PC for sponsoring today's episode. Here's your hosts, Dick Rail and Joker. So, Chris. Yes. Birds, what's your opinion on Titans, some are pretty, some are really annoying, like pigeons and, you know, little rats. Yeah, I find it funny Like, I actually love pigeons. As far as I'm concerned, eagles are the enemy. And robins and, you know, falcons. Yeah, just because they're birds of prey. Yeah, and they will freaking come at you if you go near their nest. Is it just because they preyed upon your little dog and took it away? It wasn't a dog, it was a rabbit, and you know that. Took it away just like just like uh, just like Sam Wilson's parents got taken away. Damn, <laughs> I went there. That's right. You look shocked. You look shocked, Joker. Anyway, that brings us to our topic. In that today's topic, Falcon, aka Sam Wilson. What do you know about Falcon? And uh, kind of like the last character so far, it's just been a lot of what's in the movies. I know he's in other stuff, just I don't really know a lot about him and his actual history and past. I mean, fair enough, but just like some of the other characters in the industry, I think you could probably assume who had a hand in his creation. Well, seeing as Marvel, we pretty much know that Stan Lee has been a part of some creation of all these characters. Gene Collin was the one who presented the idea to Stan Lee. Stan Lee told him to run with the idea. They first had him appear in Captain America issue number 117 on September 1969. He was inspired apparently by the Vietnam War and the civil rights movement going on at the time. And that, that's kind of why he presented it to Stan Lee. There's all this bad going on. We need to introduce a new character. How about this? How about a African-American character born in the USA? You know, he te- we have him team up with Captain America, which honestly, brilliant. Teaming up with the American icon. It was definitely a, a good move by them to, to choose him to team up with Cap. Especially during that time period. Yeah. Arguably, you kind of look at that and wonder when they have Black Panther team up with him. But at the same time, you know, this is a American-born black man. Who better to have team up with Captain America? Yeah, have an American team up with an American. You know, the American way. Exactly. We're not we're not big on uh, foreign policy. Yeah, we still aren't. However, Captain America would have been the one to be big on it. Like, as far as his impact on the industry, though, I'd say he, uh, I don't know, probably impacted quite like quite a bit, at least to start, you know, he was part of that already thing that was starting to roll. Like, to say arguably Black Panther was the ultimate original impact. He, d- he definitely was. He was the original starting point. Starting point, but you know all the characters following that. It's if they flop, it could end the thing. Yep, and he just kind of kept it rolling. Which you know, at that point, huge thing. You've seen plenty of shows, plenty of characters get introduced, and some people try to follow them or try to get rolling. But because they introduce one bad character after that, it just gets put to death. Yep. This was a character who got thrown in there. And from him, we got four African-American characters that started to come into the comics after after that. And potentially the cause for the Black Green Lantern. I mean, you know, whenever it comes to comics, as far as DC and Marvel are concerned, they both copy each other. Oh, yeah, that's just the way of the world with creative differences. Yeah. 
Like the only, even if the Black Green Lantern Hal Jordan was an original idea, I guarantee the only reason it got passed is to see. Was, was it, it Hal Jordan? No, I'm pretty sure Hal was the white one. Ah, oh, god damn it, he was. But like, I guarantee, even if it was somebody's original idea, bringing it to the CEOs or to the editors, I guarantee that had a huge factor in them making the call on that. Oh like, yeah. Looking over it, looking over at Marvel, being like, they got four of them already. We're falling behind. Throw them in there. Well, you know, we got to catch up and capitalize on this, too. Yep. But, you know, huge movement in that. Like like I said, always the beginning, beginning few are the ultimate impact as to whether or not it's going to continue. And seeing as where we're at nowadays, they did a pretty good job of picking the right characters. Heck, yeah. He's a great character. And honestly, a fun one, too. And majorly portrayed as very intelligent in a lot of different formats. So as far as him in comics, uh, what you got for me there? What you got for me, Joker? So, in the comics, you know, he was born and raised in Harlem, New York. His parents were Paul and Darlene Wilson. He also had a little si- or a sister, which to this point we still don't really know what happened to her later on, except for she has an unknown or unnamed daughter, I think it was when I was reading. At a young age, Sam had an affinity for birds, taking up pigeon training. So, you know, he had a he just had a thing for birds. It was destined. <laughs> he ended up he ended up with the largest pigeon coop in Harlem and he had a happy childhood but you know as a teen being black unfortunately had a lot of those encounters with racism and became very jaded and then you got his dad who Paul he was a, a minister who installed instilled the sense of wanting to help people when he was 16 originally it was nine before being rewritten his father would die trying to break up a gang fight and then his mom would die you know being killed by a mugger um, just a few years later Originally, I guess it was also changed a few times too. To yeah, it's <laughs> the current one. I think it was two years. At one point, it was one year later. I did see that, and I tried to get some more confirmation on whether or not was he a child when she died, or was he a teenager when they both died. Like, how? Where was? Like, what is the canonical there's, of the parents' death? There's another one for his dad that I guess it got changed a third time, but I never saw a confirmation on that either. Yeah, it got a, that one got a little confusing. That even came from looking into the Marvel database. Yep. And there's just no real set thing on that. And then, you know, like every other hero out there, the grief of both his parents dying would lead him to Los Angeles, taking up the persona of Snap Wilson, the professional criminal and gang member. And then he'd be on his way to a big score in Rio de Janeiro. His plane crashed on Exile Island. The island he crashed on was an island taken over by a group called the Exiles, a group of would-be world conquerors who had worked with Red Skull during World War II. Kind of interesting that they're still hiding around somewhere. Yeah, which, you know, given when this was written, not too far after World War II. So I feel like there's some kids that are going to read that, and they're like, how are they still alive? Oh, you kids, the 70s actually was only about 20 years difference between World War II and then. So, you know, arguably, people can live for a while. Just saying, your parents aren't, like, just 10. They're in their 40s. Or 16. Because, you know, MTV's a thing. So during his time on the island, uh, Sam would find and befriend Red Wing, a falcon with which he had a strong bond with. Then Red Skull would use the Cosmic Cube to alter reality and mentally fuse Sam to Red Wing. Then after time and concentration, Sam would, would extend that to all birds. And again using the Cosmic Cube, Red Skull would rewrite Sam's history, erasing his time as Snap Wilson, 
Instead, he made him a upri- an upright and cheerful social worker who was lured to the island. Yep, which I'd like to clarify some stuff on that. Originally, he was just an upright social worker who took care of his parents in the original like publications and issues of the comics. Considering it's all still technically part of the same canonical universe. It all fits. It all fits. This isn't just an alternate timeline, be, like, you know, BS thing. No, but it's just Red Skull, you know, messing around with reality. I swear, I'm, I just want them to destroy the Cosmic Cube. I want them to do what Thanos did to it. Just destroy it. Use the cube to destroy the cube? But in that issue, uh, that's what ultimately, um, like, Cap's on the island. He's got, you know, he's, he's, he is uh, Red Skull. Then you got Sam Wilson, who got lured there, kidnapped there. All for, I mean, the most 70s reason for any conflict, just something that you look at it nowadays and you're like, why would, how, why did they need that? They brought him there because they wanted a falconer. Because they needed a falconer for something. And it was just very, okay. a very 70s reason to for a character. To that, be, that really is. And that like. I can't describe any better than that. Like nowadays, that that story plot would have never landed. <laughs> and then ultimately, with Red Skull putting Cap on the island, he's who introduced Sam and Captain America to each other. Because yep. that's where Sam met Cap. Yep. <laughs> and in hindsight, that's also how Red Skull incidentally kind of helped create the Falcon. Actually, that's entirely how he did. Um, holy cow, Red Skull created the Falcon. <laughs> Pretty much, because... He put them together. Cap decided, you know, let's train you up, give you a man or a, a, a thing to hide behind. Yeah, like a secret identity. He gave him, and a, you get to help these exile or the no, people was, of the uh, island rebel. Yeah, because uh, the villagers have been taken over and enslaved by yep. the exiles. So, which yeah, oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. His first suit was ba- was basically a flying squirrel suit. They never really talked about that. <laughs> I mean, you had uh, the membrane type things to help him like soar and stuff and glide. Plus, you know, his uh, psychic connection with Red Falcon, which... Why did Skull make that thing? You know, I don't know. It never really elaborated on why he did that. It doesn't, and it just seems like a huge... um, Seems like a really random thing to do to a person. Also, it just seems like there's only downsides. There seems like no upside to fusing a person's mind with a another animal i don't even care if it's a mouse in that that's still something you could send in to scout yeah it just seems like a huge like the pro versus like pros versus cons not really worth it didn't seem dumb same time also kind of cool though they does have you know this falcon he's just like yo bro up high give me birds birds eye view your own personal wily coyote cam but within that issue and that uh that's actually what led him to you know them defeating the villains, Red Skull, going back on his stuff instead of, you know, I don't know, fixing the whole timeline thing with Falcon and making him, you know, a criminal again. Maybe, you know, separating his mind from the Falcon. Within there, like, if I remember correctly, that's how he ends up coming back to the U.S. And eventually, you know, becoming a badass superhero himself. Eventually, the suit gets messed up and he has to find a new version of the suit which that's when uh, Black Panther actually comes into play so because this I think would be the original after his little squirrel suit because this one has the harness uh, has had detachable jet powered glider wings made of lightweight titanium uh, ribbing 
and whatever Mylar is. If I'm even saying that right. You are, and I don't know. And then the original wings were covered with a wafer-thin solar power receptors that would convert the sunlight into electricity to power the miniature high-speed electric turbine fans in his uniform and his boots. Actually, no. That is the uh, Black Panther suit. No? Nope. Wait, did he... Who the hell built the built that one, though? No idea. Never said. That's definitely after the island, though. Yeah. That's why it says it is... <laughs> Are you have the, skipping? Okay. You had, like, his little squirrel suit. Yeah, that just kind of And then these. he had... This looks... This sounds more like what was in... You'd see in the movies. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. That is kind of the suit. I mean, cool suit, just not as a... Uh, like, cool suit in the movies, love the suit in the movies, love the design, and mm-hmm. it, yeah, now that you're bringing this up, they did definitely go off of the original design. Yep. However. Then, and then the wings could detach and reattach to the uniform cybernetically. Then, this harness was destroyed in Captain America and the Falcon number 2 in 2004. Oh. And then later in a 2004, another 2004 storyline, that's when Black Panther created a new one. Oh, damn. Okay. Guess I don't know as much as I thought. It's always nice being able to teach you things. Right? Okay, yeah, damn. No, I uh, I had to have spaced that, I guess. (laughs) That where I just strapped in. Falcon's an awesome character. I love the character. I just, I'll admit, I don't know as much about his comics as I should. I mean, we're all there at some point with someone. Yeah, like, I mostly know him, like, when he does have encounters with Captain America or, like, during other events that occurred. But as far as him himself, I don't know him as well as I should. Yeah. Which, you know, cool guy, cool character, clearly a a quagmire of a backstory. (laughs) Just, I swear, I will destroy the Cosmic Cube if it kills me. Yeah, no, so the second suit, definitely a lot more high-tech. You know, he had, um... An emitter array that would create holographic hard light wings that had a wingspan of up to 50 feet. The wings were controlled by a cybernetic link and could be instantly reconfigured into a dozen different uh, cruise configurations. And the emitter also possesses GPS jamming devices that prevent satellite tracking, and while the hard light wings interfere with infrared tracking. His new suit definitely made it a lot harder to keep track of him. Yeah, ba- without just looking at him. It basically just made him a straight up like the perfect spot like flying infiltration thing. I mean a target that small already is difficult for most things like most satellites and most like yep. uh, electric systems to track. Then you're just throwing all this other stuff on there. Send him in at night, he's basically invisible. Yeah, cuz at a certain point you pretty much need to be able to have a visual contact with him and depending on how high he gets, you ain't having that either. Yeah. He'll like- just look like another bird. Yeah, completely. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's some guy from Brooklyn. Is that why him and Cap are such great friends? They're both from New York? I, I mean, probably. Arguably, though, I'm shocked it doesn't make them hate each other, considering, you know, you'd, every person from New York hates every other person from New York if they are from the other side of the street. Man, no, that's actually a pretty awesome suit. And I've seen the Red Wings used. That's the one I'm most familiar with as far as his suits and everything makes sense and that's the more it's the more utilized one in his arsenal and in his iterations especially yep. when they throw him into like the cartoons this one definitely seems like it's a hidden away comic version 
Yeah. Because I don't think I've ever seen anything high-tech like this with hard light wings, to be honest. I mean, it's the only version I really knew of besides, like, until the movies brought back his, like, metal one. Every cartoon iteration, it's always been the hard, hard light wings. I don't know if I've ever actually seen any of the Marvel cartoons, to be honest, besides the X-Men. Considering we're this far into the show now, I'm starting to get that feeling with you. (laughs) We're going to have to sit down. We're going to have to watch Avengers. Apparently. Now, one other kind of cool thing, unlike his first suit, which was made with synthetic synthetic stretch fiber lined with a steel alloy, this one had a vibranium microweave, which was added, making him resistant to small arms fire. Definitely a huge upgrade. Made it a lot easier for him not to die. Definitely a huge upgrade. I mean, we've seen what Black Panther can do with with the vibranium suit. Even though, you know, Falcons isn't as as thick or as dense, still small harm fire. That's, that's, that's impressive. That's a big thing. And then his entire system is controlled mentally just through his uh, cybernetic cir- circuitry in his mask. Basically like Iron Man. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, just a... Uh, is a low-tech Iron Man version. Speaking of his visors, it also comes equipped with various capabilities, including infrared lenses, giving him the ability to see objects that are by their infrared signature at night. Magnification capabilities and remote image sensoring allow him to see a full 360-degree when it's activated. That's honestly one of my favorite things. Which is really cool, because knowing you're flying, it's really good to be able to see all around you. Right? Be able to see behind you, see above, see in front kind of a very useful thing when you're up in the air it really is which also another really useful thing for him being in the air is his cowl also has a wideband receiver and transmitter with with an unspecified range so it's really easy for him to stay in contact with everybody else which generally you know he's probably he's generally been used a lot of times as a as the scout or as the one you know given the bird's eye view kind of a crucial thing to be able to do it, it really is, because you need something with a really long range to be able to hit that. Yeah, and something that can actually, you know, like, it's difficult to jam. Something that can, you know, you maintain know. radio contact so you can tell them, like, Hey, guys, Dr. Doom's uh, coming around the corner. Scatter. <laughs> yeah, like, being able to check around and that, you know, be like, Guys, Dr. Doom's coming around the corner. Scatter. None of us are prepped for this. Definitely a good way to do it. Arguably, the suit... The whole, the whole design I definitely is my favorite version of his suits. It definitely I, is nice. I do like the suit he, uh, like the original suit, like the one they've portrayed him using more in the movies. It's more, I get why they went with that version for the movies. It's more realistic. It less costly CGI, I would assume. That one makes more sense. I say that and... It was kind of early on with their relationship with Black Panther, so they may not quite have the friendship yet for that new suit and the new design. So it may eventually show up. That'd be cool. You you think they should go with the... uh, Because I don't know if you've ever seen the original suit. It's very... um, Yeah, let's let's just not see the original suit in the the shows or movies. It's very flamboyantly comic book character. So like, it was a 70s cartoon, essentially. Yeah, yeah so. basically, like, I'm, I kind of would love it if they just had a scene in one of the, uh, one of the Falcon Wear Soldier episodes where he does get the suit, and he just comes out where Soldier's like, yes. He's like, no. You know, the way WandaVision went, that would actually be really cool. Right? Just kind of have that costume that shows off one of the original looks of him. 
Dude, I, I'd pay for that. I'd get a Disney subscription to see that. That would make it worth it. I mean, the fact is we're getting a buddy cop movie, which is something we have been solely lacking in the media field with. And who better than Winter Soldier and Falcon? Two characters who hate each other and are only really friends because they were both, both best friends with Captain America. Yeah, it's kind of like how some of our friend group has come to be. I mean, arguably, that's how almost our entire friend group has come to be. It's just, like, even our producer, the only reason we know him is because we met him through another friend. Who no longer exists in the group. Yeah. Who else you got for me? What else does this guy got his arsenal? Oh, that was actually it. Oh, no, wait. I see. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He has a cybernet grappling hook. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Which, I'm just... I do have to say, as far as, like, if you're going to be a flying character who, you know, can't actually fly without a suit, probably not the worst thing to have on hand. Yeah, definitely not. Pretty sure uh, War Machine wishes uh, Tony to installed something like that. Of course, when you're crashing into a field, I guess, uh, you know. I guess, yeah, that grappling hook ain't going to do nothing. Yeah, I guess, I guess giant airbags would have been more preferable there. But hey, he's got cool robo legs now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I guess, a consolation to that. I don't know if that was worth it, though. I mean, I don't know. I, I think it really depends on what all works down there. <laughs> <laughs> if it's just the legs, then yeah, it's totally worth it for me. If it's some other things, then no. No, I'm not making the trade-off just so I can squat 500 pounds. But anyway, like, so as far as the character's concerned, I mean, what, what, what do you think of him? What do you think of Sam? Wi- oh, yeah, that's another thing. Sam Wilson, not the only Falcon. Just the main one. Just the main one. But I, I mean, would, at this point, what character has only one version of him? True. I was honestly just more shocked that there's only one other Falcon. Which is, yeah, that is, that is kind of shocking. That was the more shocking. Generally, a lot of these characters, when they're like, oh, there's other versions, I'm like, what, 50? Pretty much. This one, they're like, no, only one. One. The only one character, which... I I mean, I looked a little into the other Falcon. I don't know his name. It implied in what I read that he may be child to Captain America. Okay. Which, you know, if we ever do an episode on him in the future, I'm really curious to figure out how that happened. I am too now. Especially considering he's, you know, avian. Like he legitimately is bird, like DNA and stuff. Well, there's some research for personal time now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Have fun looking for that. So cinematic appearances for Falcon. Now, unlike our last two heroes, Sam has made more rounds outside the comics. First appeared in Avengers United They Stand in 1999. Also appeared in The Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes for three episodes in 2010. Holy cow, he only had three episodes? That's all he was credited for. Huh. I mean, it makes sense. what I found. Makes sense. I'm watching that one right now. Yeah, I only see him like twice now. I guess I have a third episode coming up with him in it. <laughs> That's cool to know. Uh, 2000, but came out in 2010. Then 2013, he appeared in Avengers Assemble as one of the main characters. He had a cameo role in the third uh, season of Ultimate Spider-Man, Web Warriors, for two episodes. He even had a few appearances in two Japanese anime Marvel disc, disc wars. Oh my God, disc wars! The Avengers. 
Wait, no, wait. Is the I'm sorry, I'm so having trouble reading. Marvel that. Disc Wars: The Avengers. Marvel Disc Wars: The Avengers. I forgot that was a thing. To be honest, I didn't even know there were things until I was looking this up. Dude, I only found they were things because I go onto Facebook black hole videos. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing. So yeah, that was in 2014. He was in that and Marvel uh, Future Avengers in 2017. We all know his appearances in the movies as he's only been in the MCU. He has also appeared in 13 video games through the years. 2014, he even appeared in a theater play, Marvel Universe Live. So we got one of our first heroes that we've talked about in theater. I'm sorry, that was a thing? Uh, Apparently. Didn't they learn from Spider-Man the musical? I don't know which one came first, to be honest. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Well, 2014. No, Spider-Man the Musical came first, I think. People died. I mean, Spider-Man. They do that. (laughs) I'm just saying... Oh, no, Gwen. Something about that E-N. I'm just saying, as far as a a play goes, you know, maybe we shouldn't do superhero ones with things flying around near the audience. Or, you know, web slingers. Web slingers. People that are going to be swinging from the rafters. <laughs> yeah, probably not the greatest idea in the world. So, you know, not a great idea for the Falcon either, because I'm assuming that's where half of him, half of his time was up in the air. Yeah. I'm honestly a little shocked. 13 video games? Mostly all the Avenger games. Uh, he has, like, the, the side roles. Okay. Not really a main car- playable character. Kind of like his all of his cartoon appearances where he really only had one or two where he was the main character. Okay. I, I do know in the Avengers uh, cartoon that came out in, uh, what we got here? Avengers. Uh, 2013. 2013. Avengers assemble. Avengers assemble and that the one that's, you know, newer in that I do know in there, he does start to play a bigger role. That's even what it says that he was one of the main characters. Yeah, yeah, like I do. Like that was one of his biggest, like, because he always does show up. Because he in the uh, 1999 one that he plays a big role. Then yeah, mm-hmm. he kind of just as far as a character gets thrown on the back burner and for a lot of things for a lot of things until the Avengers, you know, assemble and then we actually get to see him, which I thought was unique the way they went with that one because they kind of had him be a young up and comer, which is cool because he kind of is. Yeah, like it was, uh, he was like, which in that version, he actually worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. And that he worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. He was, uh, uh, he was like 17. He was an up and comer, but Tony Stark had hired him to become an Avenger as Falcon. So he, you know, became an Avenger. Nick Fury fired him immediately. Well, he, he left class without telling them why. And then, and then just shows up as a hero group that is arguably one of the biggest pains in Fury's side. Yeah. He supports the Avengers, but he's begrudgingly about it generally most of the time. Which is funny when in the MCU, he's the one that created them. Yeah. In a lot of versions, he actively, like, he likes the Avengers. He he, he yeah. sees them as necessary. But he also sees them as just, like, a burden sometimes. Like, Which, that's what I'm saying. Is it's funny that that is what he has... In a lot of his versions, but in the MCU, you never see that. Yeah, no, he it's actively. All, I'm progress. I'm pro Avengers. Yeah, I completely. like him. There's nothing wrong with him. Like Come I think, on. I think in a lot of versions, like the main reason he backs the Avengers is Captain America. 
Most likely. Because even in, uh, I know, civil in the Civil War and that, when they all divide, um, Nick Fury actually gives uh, Cap and his team, which I think Falcon is on, uh, he gives them the uh, like all the secret locations so they can hide out. Nice. Uh, which, fun fact, um, Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon taking over the mantle of Captain America is actually correct in the comics. Yep. Because, yeah, not a lot, almost nobody's really held, besides the one other Falcon, No, almost nobody's really held the mantle of Falcon. Which, I mean, I can definitely say. Yeah. Also, you know, like, if you're going to hold a mantle, just... How the... He's cool. Like, I have no superpowers, so if he offered it to me, I'm saying yes. Heck yeah. I get a fly around in a cool bird suit. You're damn right. So as far as, uh, as, far as Sam Wilson, a.k.a. the Falcon... What'd you think of him, Joker? Ah, I definitely liked him. It was a lot of fun to, to research and definitely a lot of a, kind of a fun character to to see in action too. I honestly uh, I definitely learned a lot more about him during this during this research and uh, even some things you brought to the table. I think he's a pretty cool character. Shit, I'm a fan. Definitely I'm a fan as well. For anyone still listening, if you got something out of this, enjoyed the episode, or even liked the character beforehand. From movie, from comic, from cartoon. Hell, even that t-shirt you just thought looked cool. Guess what? You're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe, share with a friend. Dick Rail out. Keep riding them rails.